0: And welcome back to Holis Ukrainian Roots Radio here on CHLY 101.7 FM in beautiful downtown Nanaimo. I'm Pavlina, and I'll be with you for this next half hour. In part two of our program, we'll have an interview with Anna Dombrovska of Ottawa, and she'll be telling us how Ukraine is dealing with COVID-19 on the Eastern Warfront. As well, our usual proverb of the week... And some great Ukrainian music. So coming up next is Anatoly Rudenko and the Folklore Ensemble KF with Marichko. <laughs>
1: Ти буде дивитися, дивити
0: Just like with other countries, the healthcare system in Ukraine is struggling to deal with the COVID-19 epidemic. The Catholic Church is stepping in to help the most vulnerable. Volunteers from parishes and various Catholic charitable organizations are distributing masks, food, hygiene products, and health safety information to the elderly, the homeless, needy families, and hospitals. One such organization is the Catholic Near East Welfare Association, also known as CANUA, which supports the humanitarian efforts of Eastern churches in the Middle East, Northeast Africa, India, and Eastern Europe. On April 24th, in response to a call to Catholics by Pope Francis to remember the vulnerable and the poor during the COVID-19 pandemic, the Catholic Near East Welfare Association launched a campaign inviting Canadians to help those in need in these areas. Recently, I spoke with Anna Dombrovska, a project officer who coordinates KNEWA work in Ukraine. Hi, Anna. Thanks for coming on the show.
2: Uh, Hello, Paulette. Thank you for the invitation.
0: You are no stranger to the show. We have had you on once or twice before. And, of course, you're probably no stranger to listeners who may also recognize your voice from uh, listening to the Ukrainian Hour in Ottawa.
2: Yes, um, I was lucky to meet uh, Irina Bell, the host and the producer of the Chin Radio Ottawa Ukrainian program. Uh, And it was back... Probably seven or eight years I even don't remember. So I was volunteering from time to time recording the whole program or doing uh, some interviews, uh, mostly about in events in Ottawa or in general in Ukrainian community. Uh, so that was a very interesting thing to do. Um, I'm not a professional, so I learned as I as I worked on those interviews. Uh, it's a pleasure that uh, that we have a, a good network of Ukrainian radio programs in Canada.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we all learn as we go. We're on the very few of us uh, with the exception here and there of of a few who actually were trained as as professional broadcasters. But we all just jumped in because we had a message to share. And uh, some of us go back, predate social media. And of course, now it's with all the technology, it's easy for just about anybody now to share their message. How long have you been at the radio show in Ottawa?
2: I don't know exactly, but it's probably seven, eight years, because I came to Canada 12 years ago, back in 2007, and it was a couple of years after that, uh, after I received my college degree in Canada, mm-hmm. and my second education, so roughly roughly seven, eight years, I think. Uh, After I I, uh, graduated from college, Irina Bell approached me and she asked if I would like to record an interview in Ukrainian. So I jumped on this opportunity. It was interesting. It was new. And um, it was a great uh, new thing for me to learn and also interact with, uh, with people who are active in Ukrainian community. So since then, I've been helping uh, as much as I can with a full-time job as well. This is a volunteering task. So I've been helping Panjurana here and there to record interviews and sometimes program. So yeah, if you're in Ottawa, uh, you can tune in at uh, 97.9FM. or with modern technology, it's easy to listen anywhere in the world using platforms such as Streama or TuneIn. That's not a problem. We also have podcasts, so if you're into podcasts, they're available on ChinRadioOttawa.com.
0: Great, yeah, let listeners tune in to Nosholas from your part of the world as well. It's just so easy now.
2: Yeah, and it's connecting everybody. Yeah. So you um,
0: you mentioned that you, you like to volunteer for causes and you volunteered for another one, this one, uh, dealing very much with the reality of the world today. And uh, tell us a little bit about it and how you got involved with it and, and what you're doing.
2: Uh, so I started working with Knewa, C-N-E-W-A. C-N-E-W-A. Uh, three years ago. And it was also through the Ukrainian community. So my predecessor, um, Antin Sloboda, uh, found a a different continuation of his career. He's a a military chaplain right now uh, in Winnipeg. Um, So I was uh, interviewed and got this position that's um, I would say is, um, something that was, um, I was dreaming about is to, uh, to be a kind of a liaison between Ukraine and Canada and, uh, to help with, uh, with projects that, uh, that help people. Uh, so basically in my position of a projects officer, I do a couple of things, um, Definitely, there is uh, quite a lot of project administration work that is not very exciting, but has to be done. Uh, And there is also a part where I I give interviews or where I go to Ukraine and see the projects in the field, on the spot, right where they happen and interact with people. So I'm involved in daily interactions with our partners in Ukraine. And KNEWA works with uh, three main uh, official agents in Ukraine. This is Caritas Ukraine, uh, Patriarchal Courier of Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church, and the Ukrainian Catholic University. So through these three main agents, we send funds to other programs that could be with, with the smaller partners. But when we have those agents, it's a requirement of Canadian government. It uh, helps us to maintain um transparency and uh, have our reporting on, on the best level to our donors. Um, so let's say with Kneva we serve in different countries and Ukraine is one of them. As you mentioned, Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church is a, a Catholic Church of Eastern Rite. So Kneva is dedicated to serving Catholic Churches of Eastern Rite in 12 countries for now. And Ukrainian one is the largest eastern Rite catholic church in the world oh i you know what i did not realize that i guess i should have apparently yes and it's uh it's it's a world church it's yes. it, it is in different countries definitely most of the population is in ukraine they're in ukraine yes. it is in minority still um right now and probably since 1991 this is the year when ukraine became independent and the church right. came out of of underground even a bit earlier and Kneva started helping uh ukrainian greek catholic church so since oh, that part oh that that long ago yeah yeah the since 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 it was since, since it was possible um so, since then, church spread and developed in Ukraine, uh, Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church, I'm talking about, uh, mm-hmm. from the west to central, to east, to, to south, uh, to let's say uh, Bukovina, where there is not such a big impact and presence of Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church, in Volin as well. Uh, so, historically, Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church is uh, getting back to where it was and uh, spreading throughout Ukraine Um, it doesn't happen very quickly there is a lot of um, uh, resistance and misunderstanding but because the Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church has this uh, humanitarian part and its social services part of it that is very strong, that's why it appeals to people. Um, a lot of people in southern and in, in, uh, in eastern Ukraine are in big trouble, have been for, for, for six years since the start of the war. And mm-hmm. uh, these regions are sometimes much more poor than those in, in the west or, or in the center. Mm-hmm. So the Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church comes in with a helping hand, with the good uh, news, with the hope, Mm -hmm. with the help of Christ.
0: Mm -hmm. So so the spiritual support as well as material support.
2: Yes, it should come together. And this is something that um, I would say historically the, the Orthodox, specifically Russian Orthodox Church, was lacking. So it was more of a control than actually helping and supporting the people. So with, with Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church, we can see that uh, there is a practical help there on the ground.
0: And the organization KNEWA, um, C-N-E-W-A, has been around for quite a while then. You said it was in Ukraine even prior to independence in 1991 when people were coming out of the catacombs and out from the underground and starting to I guess churches were starting to become churches again, being restored from museums and warehouses and whatever else the communists turned them into?
2: Knawa um, started helping once Ukraine became independent. But uh, the organization itself was founded in 1926. So oh. that's quite an old one. It was founded by... Pope Pius XI. The headquarters is in New York. And in 2005, an office in Canada was open that is now specializing on um, projects in different countries, but also with special attention to projects in Ukraine. Well, that's why, <laughs> that's why I'm in a projects officer being here uh-huh. in Ottawa.
0: Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so then it was around since the 1920s. Were, during the communist time, was this organization aware of what was going on? with the church being driven underground uh, during the Soviet era? Uh,
2: I don't think there was uh, any possibility to help officially or even unofficially at that point. Yeah. Unfortunately, the, the Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church was uh, destroyed, was persecuted by by the communists. And uh, now we see how much damage made to the population.
0: Mm-hmm. And so now it's a work of restoration and it wasn't until COVID-19 pandemic and this work that you're doing that I was even aware of this organization and the work that it's doing and has been doing. So thanks for, for bringing our attention to it. And so tell us what exactly is it that you are doing now and how can, can Canadians help?
2: Well, We usually have the pastoral projects and humanitarian projects, but now with the COVID-19, all the regular projects has been put on hold. And now we're launching an emergency campaign to help those who are in need due to COVID pandemic. In Ukraine, we have a couple of initiatives that we would like to support, and these are mainly run by Caritas Ukraine. Caritas Ukraine is a part of the church. Most of the initiatives are aimed at helping the most vulnerable. So if something like a pandemic happens, those who suffer first are the most vulnerable and socially uh, unprotected people. And we know that there are many such people and families in Ukraine, especially amplified by war. We have orphans, we have uh, single mothers, we have grandparents, elderly people who don't have anyone to take care of them. We also face the problem of a high rate of infection among doctors and nurses in Ukraine. Uh, And that is now... um, is of May 19. We have f- almost 4,000 doctors being infected and twenty 20- <gasps> twenty one on ventilators in Ukraine. Oh. And this is one-fifth of all those who were recorded officially infected by the COVID in Ukraine. So that's one of the major problems. That's why um patriarchal kalkuri of uh, the Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church also would like to help the doctors and would like to host them in their facilities for free, but they also need help, so we fundraise for that. Uh, so let's say the doctors have their shifts in the, in the hospital, and after that they have to self-isolate in order not to harm their relatives. So the church is providing their facilities and meals to those doctors who work at the hospitals. So that's one of the examples of the help that you can support through Kneva in Ukraine. And also another one is a big project. It's an it's a, it's a ecumenical project that where different churches unite together and together with the municipal authorities and with the other uh, non-profit organizations. And this project is called Kovček. It's led by the Šeptitsky Hospital, a unique Catholic hospital in Lviv so they have a couple of initiatives within this Kovček project and if you would like to support it you can also support parts of this project with Knewa so one of the the easiest thing and the most important is to feed uh, those who are most vulnerable those mm-hmm. who cannot move those how, who are alone in their homes and we're talking about Lviv right, right now uh, so let's say people who are immobile who do not have enough means to or even the, the, the ability to step out <laughs> and to buy products mm-hmm. for themselves and who are uh, most susceptible to the virus That those are the elderly people so the hospital together with the Sheptitsky hospital together with the Caritas Ukraine cook the meals hot meals uh, and they deliver a set to people's homes for them to be able to feed three times a day So that's one of the initiatives. And another initiative is is the Szczeptycki Hospital organizes medical brigades, uh, like a mobile uh, medical teams. Sometimes people cannot get to the hospital or they cannot take a test for COVID. Well, those uh, brigades or teams are equipped to help those who are out of reach or cannot go there or simply to provide a phone consultation. Mm-hmm. So these are kind of a, a very small part of all the initiatives uh, that are currently happening in Ukraine that are organized under the umbrella of Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church by a special committee uh, that was formed to help all the projects and initiatives, um, uh, COVID initiatives in Ukraine.
0: Mm-hmm. So, um I guess government resources are pretty limited then? Uh,
2: uh, The church and every time we're talking about those projects, there is a a dialogue with the government. And uh, if we're talking about Lviv project with the Sheptitsky hospital, the city of Lviv is taking part in it. But uh, as we know, the health system in Ukraine has never been on a very high level. And and current pandemic revealed how weak it is. So there is a need of help there. There is a need of help in the social services system. It has never, never been on a top level. Mm. So yeah, uh, the church uh, feels there is a need, and not only feels, there is statistics, there are people, there are displaced persons who need that help.
0: Yeah, well, people fleeing from from the war-torn areas that before the COVID outbreak were in pretty dire straits to begin with.
2: Yeah. And uh, Caritas has already launched initiatives throughout Ukraine, like very simple ones, small ones. But uh, they also did a lot of work in eastern Ukraine, like next to the front line. The parish social minister, this is the project that Canava has been supporting for the third year, has now... Transformed and, and taking into account the needs that are there, so basically parish volunteers took fabric and took their sewing machines and created masks. Wow, wow. and they were uh, going to the villages there near Sirodoetsk, uh, Muratova, uh, so this is all very close to the front line. Uh, they were going there and talking to people, telling them about what is COVID, how to protect themselves, giving them those masks. And sometimes those people don't have even a TV at home. <laughs> we're not talking oh. about Internet. Right. So, so, yeah, and it was important for them to hear the answers to the questions about what is going on and what to do. Fortunately, we don't have a lot of cases there. However, in Ukraine... There are many cases of pneumonia, but not COVID. Oh. oh. So we don't know if those cases are actually COVID or they're pneumonia. Mm.
0: So the, what you're doing in Canada then is mostly fundraising to support, uh, to purchase uh, food and other medical equipment, fabric for masks, and, and um, basically to sustain the volunteers there.
2: Yes, in a nutshell, that's uh, the most basic need. And that's the important uh, undertaking by the Ukrainian Greek Catholic Church now.
0: So for those of us who are able to, how can we help out?
2: Um that's understandable that not everyone can help right now. There is a tough situation here. But if you can, in Ukraine, you will really make a difference. So you can make a donation to KNEWA. The easiest way would be through CNEWA.ca website uh, because you don't have to contact anyone. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, so you can also call us at one 322 441 or just send us a check, and uh, the address is 1247 Kilburn Place, Ottawa, Ontario. We are very grateful for any donation that comes in these tough times.
0: Well, I mean, it is, it is tough. Many people here are in dire straits as well. So anybody that can um, afford to, even a few dollars, even like $5 helps, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, that would definitely help. And um, certain things are much cheaper in Ukraine or in other parts of the world, like where we serve it Uh, in Syria, for example, and Ethiopia. um, Let's say a couple of dollars uh, will make a difference there.
0: Yeah. Okay. So easy enough then, Knewa, C-N-E-W-A dot C-A, um, online. And um, again, the, the phone numbers, we'll post that in the show notes. Thank you so much for doing the work that you do, Anna. And uh, thanks for coming on the show and sharing the information. And um, I learned, certainly learned something about this and we will definitely be making a donation to KNEWA to, uh, to help your efforts in Ukraine and elsewhere in the world.
2: Thank you very much.
1: Багатому, багатий не знає Ні приязні, ні любові Він все те наймає Не завидуй, могучому, бо той заставляє Не завидуй, і славному Славний добре знає Що не люди люблять, А тут тяжку славу, що він тяжкими сльозами Пили він на забаву. А молоді, як зійдуться, То любота тихо, Як у раї, а дивишся, and That
0: was Alexei Kirikesha with Fatimorgana and Nizavidui do And her proverb of the week translates as if you want to have something you do not wait have to wait for manna from heaven. And with that, we've come to the end of our program. You've been listening to Holos Ukrainian Roots Radio here on CHLY one hundred one point seven FM in Nanaimo. Please stay with us as Stefan Andrusiak joins us with Nasha Kasha from London, Ontario. Meanwhile, please join Oksan and me back here again next Wednesday from eleven a.m. till twelve thirty. And until then, do stay in touch with both of us via our Facebook page, and make sure to visit the Holos website for audio files, transcripts, a link to our podcast, and other information about the show. And that's www.nashholos.com. You can also find Nashholos on Mixcloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and other podcast places. And, of course, on your favorite podcast app. So stay tuned next for Nasha Kasha, followed by Wellness Wednesday, to learn how to be healthy naturally. I'm Pavlina. Thanks so much for listening. Doz'o